welcome to another episode of Cock Blocked by Corona, the podcast, when you're ready to date but have to isolate. If you are joining us for the first time, stop, turn your sweet caboose around and head back to numero uno. There is many a giggle to discover by binging our previous six episodes. We promise it'll be worth it. If you are tuning in as one of our loyal fans, welcome back. You look great today. Thank you for your commitment to hearing the updates from our fave dating veteran, Queen Kate, and following her search for true love during Captain Corona's reign. I'm Lauren McKenna, and as always, I am joined by Hannah Fredrickson. Hello. As we help our newly single best friend, Kate Foster. Hi, guys. As she navigates the dating world with the added challenge of COVID-19. Restrictions are easing slightly here in Melbourne, but for now, we are staying safe and are each recording remotely from our cosy pillow forts at home. Let us briefly transport you away from all the corona craziness as we explore and discuss all the important things in life like relationships, sex, love and guacamole during this challenging pandemic pivot. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hello, love. How are we? How are we feeling this week as life slowly edges towards normality? Excited. I feel a little bit more hopeful. Little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I'm cautious. I I certainly am under no disillusion that it's not over and that um, we should all still be being very careful, but I am very excited to see a very small circle of people. Me too. I saw this tweet the other day that really put it into perspective for me. It was like, it doesn't mean the pandemic is over. It just means the ICU has room for you. That's correct. So we still have to be really, really careful. That's very true. But it is nice that a few restrictions are easing a little bit so we can hopefully see some faces that we miss. And just feel a little bit hopeful that life might return to normal ish whatever normal kind of is well yeah who knows what the world looks like now it's very bizarre yeah for me working in theater uh it's it is a long way off before I will be able to go back to work so it's exciting that things are coming you know back to normal a little bit for some people but it is uh, a long way away for others baby steps definitely just that ability to be able to have your nearest and dearest and the availability to see those people just feels so comforting it's novelty isn't it now like it it really makes you realize how important all of those special relationships are absolutely speaking of like as things head out of this are there things that you have found that you wouldn't like to lose now I feel for me that I used to buy a coffee every day and now I'm like, I actually don't need to do that. I really don't. Like I can make it at home. That's like $4 a day that I don't need to spend. Oh, that's interesting. You guys don't drink coffee, which is madness. <laughs> yeah, we're not coffee gals. Which is crazy. Yep. Um, there'll be so many people being like, what? <laughs> Listening to this. Um So that's one for me. And also I'm trying to think what else I've liked. I think I tend to just run myself into the ground. So a bit of space has actually been a nice thing. I'd like to keep a bit of that maybe. I'm the same. I love being busy, but it's actually really good to have the time to rest and reflect and look after myself a little bit better. And also I really appreciate having a lovely home. I think that has been something that I think I used to take for granted somewhat, you know, just dumping everything and going to the next job or going to the next social event or whatever. And now it's like, no, I actually really enjoy having a beautiful space. Yeah. So I feel very lucky. I have ever so slightly upped my cooking game. As you ladies know, I'm not much of a, like I'm a late, I'm a lazy gal, lazy gal when it comes to like cooking. 
And I spent so much time eating out because I think I was always out socialising or I'd work late and then I'd go and meet somebody for dinner. And I'm actually, I quite enjoyed, I cooked a roast, a full roast the other night, a roast chicken for the first time. Ooh, lovely. And it was bloody delightful. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I could become a bit more of a cook. It's like a confidence thing, I think. Just getting up your repertoire of those dishes you do well, you know. Practice makes perfect. Actually, Han's been very encouraging of this new <laughs> venture. So I'm proud of you, girls. I feel like I've sort of become a bit more of a super mum in this downtime. It's been like a crash course. Yep. I know how to cook things now. I feel yep. like I'm getting used to being home and, yeah, it's good. It's a good feeling. It's nice. Yay. You've been doing the ultimate nesting. I love it. Speaking of being at home, Han, have your housemates moved out? <laughs> And by housemates, I mean <laughs> horrific blind pimples. I'm happy to say that, um, yeah, bookings in the revolving Airbnb have slowed down <laughs> this week. Um, Great. Good to hear it. No witchy pee for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, after my shock revelation last week concerning skincare and the use-by date, I just wanted to update everyone and say that there are new skincare products on my birthday list. Go girl. And also lots of listeners were writing in this week to say that they didn't realise that that little icon on the back of their products was a thing either. (laughs) No, I had no idea. I'm thrilled that I wasn't the only one and you're welcome. (laughs) We're changing the world. (laughs) All right, Katie. So give the people what they want. We need to know what's happening in your dating life. Give us the goss. (laughs) Give us the updates. (laughs) What's happened because restrictions have eased. Okay, so construction cutie. Or as he... Behind these hazel earls. There you go. That's that's his earls. Earls. Okay, so he, he's been my main. He came on the scene first and we really, really clicked. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, of course, I have been dating around, doing some virtual dates and having some chats, which has been really nice and eye-opening and also something that I've never really bothered to do before. We know. That's why we started this podcast, doll. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay. (laughs) So, look, this has been a great educational time and I have to say it's made me more confident and also just think like, ladies, just get out there and be confident and be you. You know what I mean? Don't be scared of it. Yes, queen. Yes. And I'm going to go on a few walks. Like I've got a few people who I've said I would go on walks with and I feel like that'll be nice. But I did have a catch up with construction cutie oh and he did come over (laughs) yes and we hung out and he had dinner and it was really lovely and we may have had a little kiss (gasps) was it good was it a good kiss it was an amazing kiss yeah mark out of 10 I'm gonna say look I'm gonna say nine and a half whoa because I don't want to go just 10 just straight off the bat oh for a first kiss oh promising okay so the thing that I found hard is like obviously doing all these walks and virtual dating is you don't really know what you're going to be like physically and for me that's very important and so it's like okay are we just like really matey or are we actually is that going to like translate physically is it romantic or is it just friend zone when you have so much chat and you get along so well and you get along so well and I think that's been another big thing for me is we actually get along really well 
And it just seems like I've kind of always known him and I was a little bit scared that that just meant we were going to be friends because I don't think I've ever had a romantic thing where there hasn't been some kind of like drama or somebody quite difficult or not knowing where you stand and he's so just clear and communicates so well. Well, that's lovely and refreshing. Oh, it sounds like a very successful little rendezvous. Yeah. So when we did have the, like, you know, we did make out, the clit tingles happened, guys. The clit tingles happened. I was just about to ask. Yes. Yes, they did. Well, that's the test, isn't it? Get that tingle tingle. And it's been kind of nice. It's been funny. I did say to him, look, like, I've never really moved this slow before. It's like I usually go sex, maybe a date, and then straight to doing someone's laundry. And then making out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... It's like this is really slow and I think it's the same for him but he did say he was like it's nice to to court like to have to court you. It's kind of old school. I mean, look, I think it's great. Connor and I courted for 7 years before we got <laughs> together and I tell you what that that build the build up was was intense. Oh goodness. <laughs> As you two would well remember. No, that's lovely. It is nice. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy to see you all like giggly and happy and cute and coy I mean apart from the fact that I can't see your eyes right now because Kate's recording with a blanket (laughs) over her head to help with sound and I literally can see a smile I can see a smiley mouth but no eyes (laughs) literally under a blanket you gotta do what you gotta do to make it work you do it's my sound booth um I am giggly and happy I don't feel scared about how he feels about me you know what I mean I've with other people you just never know and you're like oh maybe he's gonna like get sick of me and ditch me or you know or he's gonna hurt me but he's just really um honest and consistent that's so lovely it's nice this makes me very happy he sounds divine yay I feel like our listeners are gonna be like yay so yeah stay tuned I mean not you know not to be a bloody negative Nancy he sounds bloody perfect are there any red flags anything bloody wrong with this person (laughs) Okay. Okay. Tell us the goss. Dish the real scoop live on air. (laughs) The real scoop. Okay, so he is a a delightful human being. There was one thing that I had to laugh. I I died and I have teased him about it nonstop and he does take it well, the poor guy. We got onto the topic, of course, you want to find out about somebody and we got onto the topic of tattoos. And I don't, I don't have any tattoos. But previously you've said you don't mind tattoos. You're like on board. Yeah, I don't mind tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, but he does have a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bless his cotton socks. He has a southern cross on his chest. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I did not see that coming. He doesn't seem like the type. I mean, I know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that, Kate? Okay, I did say to him, I was like, this is triggering. Old uh, People might remember back to old uh, Fat Toby. How could they forget Fat Toby, who also had a, a Southern Cross? I mean, look, Southern Crosses are generally quite bogan. I'm just going to say it. Some people might find that judgmental, but it's bogan. And... I did say to him, why do you have that? And he said... Before you answer, and I hope this is going to be the case, I think it's actually about how he feels about it now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. When I was 18 and on schoolies, I desperately wanted to get a tattoo of a dolphin. Whatever reason, (laughs) I didn't get that tattoo of a dolphin, but I was close. I was close. (laughs) 
Where were you going to get it? Tramp stamp? No, I was going to get it on like on my ankle. Of course. Oh my God. That's so generic. <laughs> Beside those like 65 roped anklets you were wearing when we met. Absolutely. With the bells on them. That used to get really soggy. And I can imagine it would be one of those like dolphin tattoos that's sort of airbrushed. Yeah. Like with the different coloured blues. Yep. Yep. Just really bad. And can you imagine how bad that would look right now? Absolutely. I would have really regretted that. So he got his Southern Cross when he was drunk. And in fairness, I have seen it and it looks like the person who did it was drunk too. (laughs) Like a wonky formation. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be mortified. He'd be mortified that I'm even saying it. Well, do we have to change his nickname now or? He's got a new nickname. His new new nickname is going to (laughs) be. Under the southern skies, together in this land. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a throwback for me. In year six, I sang that at my friend's bar mitzvah. (laughs) It is. The fantastic <laughs> Olympic song by Nikki Webster, if people aren't aware of it. Oh, my God, I love it. That's going to be his new name. I did send him a picture of Shannon Knoll, you know, that iconic picture of Shannon Knoll with his shirt open revealing his Southern Cross tattoo on his chest. I did send him that and say, is this you? Maybe he'll get a flavour saver next. <laughs> oh, God, no, I hope not. Bless him. If the worst thing about him is that he got a dodgy Southern Cross tattoo when he was 19 then we're doing all right. It's those lovely quirks that make people who they are, right? But it's good to know he's not bloody perfect. (laughs) No one is. (laughs) Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. We adore getting your lovely notes via our email and Instagram and knowing that us being ridiculous every week with full candour is bringing laughs, comfort and joy. We wanted to share this particular note from a listener who says, I absolutely love the podcast. I feel like there is an entire new world out there. I was brought up by nuns teaching us that sex is only for procreation and that it is painful and only the man enjoys it. Huge psycho stuff that is deeply ingrained. So enlightening that it can be discussed and laughed about. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love that feedback. That's amazing. Isn't that so nice? Yeah. Horrible, but it's so good, you know, that attitudes have clearly changed. Not enough so, really, but that they're much better than they were. Even us, like, we we laugh about it here, but I, I even still think that there's stuff that I need to change in my own mind because I feel like I'm only just learning things and only just feeling confident enough to ask what I want and... It still needs to be talked about and demystified, I think. Another fabulous queen got in touch with us this week. She wrote, My sister recommended this podcast and I'm so glad she did because I am loving it. Firstly, Kate, I am so glad you were rid of the New York narcissist. Woo! Unfortunately, most of us have crossed paths with these toxic wankers and they're not easy to shake off. So well done. You've also inspired me to A get back online and I even took some photos in my backyard for a new profile pic and B, book in for a therapy session to work through my own past relationship hang-ups. So thank you ladies so much for giving me this boost that I didn't even know I needed. Keep up the good work. Oh, that's really bloody nice. I love that. Go you. Yeah. Get online. Thank you for writing in. That's brilliant. Yep. Love that. And before I forget, one lovely listener reached out to give us a whole new pivoting idea, a request for cock blocked by Corona merchandise. (laughs) Yes. She writes, you you guys may be all over this already, but you need to do merch. A uh, bleep it out, Carl t-shirt. 
I would tote spy. (laughs) (laughs) I actually want one of those so badly. I think that is hilarious. I love that. We might have a think about that. Thank you. (laughs) Excellent suggestion. I'm obsessed. I'm sure even Carl would love to wear one. And we've had many concerned listeners saying that they are secretly hoping isolation continues so that we can keep making the podcast. Well, we say to you, never fear. As long as you guys keep showing up, we will keep dropping A-grade content each Monday, even if we have to slightly pivot to keep it fresh and current. Yes, we're not going anywhere. So long as Kate's still getting the clit tingles and you guys are still listening, we will be here. And after our discussion last week about the major online dating profile faux pas, our current listeners weighed in with their thoughts. One listener says she can't stand when people wear sunglasses in every picture. With the eyes, the window to the soul, we agree. Yeah, I hate that. (laughs) Take your sunnies off. Like, seriously. Yeah, that's annoying. It's even worse when they're really ugly sunnies. Oh, like the speedies, like the ones you get from the servo. The wraparounds. The wraparound (laughs) speed dealers. Absolutely not. Do not. Another listener agrees with our sentiments and says, people whose bios describe what they don't like in other people's bios start running 100% no negativity please yeah yeah no negativity focus on yourself and another friend of the podcast says when I was online dating I developed an ongoing visceral reaction to the word banter and bants those who espouse the necessity of banter were almost always the most unfunny shame and negging as humor bores show don't tell if you want funny chat make genuinely funny chat could not agree more oh my gosh you see it so much can we explain what negging is for people who don't know Absolutely, because I have had a few men in my time do it. Deliverance was a massive nigger. It's when you pay someone out or give a backhanded compliment as a way of trying to get their attention. Yeah, it'd be like, I love your hair colour. Is it fake? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, or I hate when men do this, like, like you're such a girl or like, oh, you know, thought you were – I actually had somebody do it to me the other day on online dating. Something about um, being like, oh, yeah, hope you're not a psycho or, or you know, I, I remember Deliverance said to me once, he was like, your ass would be amazing, like, if you worked out a little bit more. Oh, yuck. Oh, my God, that makes me so mad. I just feel fury. Also, too, because he was not that fit and I'm just like, are you f- – kidding me like okay yeah cool it maybe it would be but like so shut up shut your face I remember once someone I dated said to me and we didn't date for very long thank god but I remember we were watching Game of Thrones and I still to this day cannot watch Game of Thrones because of this but there was like a a nude scene right A, a, a female a female naked figure and he said if you looked like that I couldn't keep my hands off you are you fucking kidding me oh my god I'm gonna kill you and I just turned around and I said well I haven't heard you complaining exactly but also who says that to another person who I mean one who says that to another person number two who says that to somebody that they're dating someone foul shitful but that guy also had never tried Chinese food so oh my god oh my god oh my god I remember this person oh my god oh yes I didn't know he said that to you I would have been out for blood what an absolute fucktard oh my god I'm furious I read a great article on Vice like from Vice the other day and it was lesbians giving dating tips to straight men and they basically one of the first things was stop negging 
Like just have a conversation with someone. Yes. Find out about them and be genuinely interested. And if you're like a funny person, that's going to come naturally and you're going to have like the banter, whatever. You will just have that naturally. But like instead of doing this thing where you have to come in and feel like you have to insult someone to get their attention, how about just have an adult conversation like you're generally like genuinely interested in them? Oh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And actually, while we're on the subject of advice from lesbians, I actually had a friend get in touch and has some thoughts for you Kate (laughs) yes please so my friend loves the podcast she got in touch to say how much she's enjoying it she says I seriously enjoy your podcast I look forward to it every Monday smashing it and then she says I feel Kate would benefit from a lesbian relationship (laughs) although I'm pretty sure she's not into women she said (laughs) It's my long-term lesbian opinion that she needs some deep love, which you can get from a single date from any lesbian. (laughs) And I said, well, I definitely don't think she should rule it out. So there you go. You did go to that bi-curious meetup that time, Katie. I went with a friend. It was a bi-curious meetup. And uh, here's the thing. Here's how I know that sexuality is not a choice because, my God, I have met and I have some friends who are the most beautiful incredible, funny, talented women who are lesbians and I look at them all the time and I'm like, God damn it, I wish I was a lesbian. Yeah, I know, right? Like, do you know what I mean? I just look at them, I'm like, sexuality is not a choice because if I had to choose right now, I'd be choosing one of them. If you could, you would. Oh, if I could, I would. What do you mean you'd be choosing one of them, Kate? I have slept in that many beds with you and quite frankly, I'm offended. (laughs) I find that offensive. I was single for years. (laughs) Chop liver. (laughs) (laughs) Women are the fucking best. And honestly, I know some bloody amazing lesbian women. So thank you. I actually feel like that is a... um, more flattering than like a man telling me he likes me because I'm just like, yes. Still got it, guys. Still got it. (laughs) Okay. Now, this may be one of my favourite listener messages we have ever received. Bring it. This... <laughs> this absolute queen says, Hi, girls. I'm loving listening to Kate's escapades, and it's reminding me of my own misadventures when I was younger. I just had to share this one with you. I'd had this crush on a friend for a while. I really liked him a lot, but there had never been a situation where I could act on it. Finally, a party is thrown, a big costume party, and he's going to be there, so I am, of course, hoping we can hook up. I plan a sexy costume, and on the night, I go all out. I think I look pretty cute. I'm pre-drinking to take away any nerves. I'm feeling myself, you know. (laughs) Get it. Finally, did I arrive too early? Why is he so late? He arrives at the party along with his twin brother. I knew he had a twin, but I'd never met him before. They aren't exactly identical, but they look alike and they both came in costume as schoolgirls, complete with uniforms and long wigs. The night is so much fun. Everyone looks incredible. I'm having great chats with the guy. I think I'm getting some strong flirting vibes from him. Later on, I'm drunk enough to be tearing up the D floor and think I actually look like a good dancer. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I'm dancing with this boy and the bumping and grinding leads to kissing. Yes, knew it was mutual. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Then he takes my hand and leads me outside. We scurry into the garden shed out the back where we can make out in private. And one thing leads to another. Things are getting pretty hot and heavy and he makes his way inside my costume and into my pants. (laughs) Yes. Everything is happening so fast. His hands are everywhere. 
He takes off his long blonde wig and that's when I realise it's the wrong twin. I can't recall too much after that, but the next day I visited my friends for a much-needed brunch to cure my hangover and announced how devastated I was to be fingered by the wrong twin. (laughs) (laughs) I asked them if they thought I still had a chance with the original twin as I did really like him and thought there was something there. Ever reliable for their wise counsel, they said, maybe if it was just a kiss, but fingering is probably a step too far. She finishes with, nothing ever did happen with the right twin and the wrong twin never pursued me either. Oh, Oh. Oh. Oh my God. Oh, my God. That's good. That is my favourite story ever. That is brilliant. Thank you so much for writing into that. I honestly, the way it's written is so brilliant. And also just that is like, you couldn't even make that up. That is such a brilliant story. You can't make that shit up. You cannot. That is fantastic. I'm obsessed with you. Whoever you are, I am obsessed. I hope that you all got as much joy out of that as we did, which leads me to say that if you do have any other horrific or hilarious hookup or dating fails, please send them our way please. by email and Instagram. You will be anonymous and we just love hearing from you so much. <laughs> I die. I fucking love that. I love it. After chatting all things sexting, our new segment, the Fanny Forum, <laughs> the name the name is going to stick, girls. It's going to happen. I love it. I love it. We're back. We're back with the Fanny Forum. <laughs> Each week we will be selecting a different listener-requested topic to discuss and dissect, from spanking to wanking to planking. <laughs> no subject is off the table. And this week's request is a foray into the world of fetish. Ooh. Oh. So... We put a call out on our socials in case our listeners had anything to add or share regarding this topic. One thing that was very interesting to note is that out of all our listeners, only one brave person shared something with us. So got me thinking, does this mean that there is shame surrounding this topic? As open and sexually free as our generation claims to be, is the idea of fetish still very much taboo? Or are there just not many of you out there with experience in fetishism? Hmm. Mm. So fetish is defined as a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing or part of the body. Health.com says many fetishists hold, rub or smell the object of fixation or ask their partner to use the item and some may be unable to experience arousal without the fetishized stimulus. While sexual fetishes describe unconventional sexual behavior they can of course be part of a healthy sex life it's okay to let that freak flag fly so long as sexual preferences are safe consensual legal and don't get in the way of personal relationships in daily life apparently there's not a whole lot of research out there on fetishism but sexpert and therapist dr ian kerner thinks fetishism is much more common in males as many as two to four percent of males have a fetish arousal pattern and most viewers of online fetish-based porn are men. So this week we have done a deep internet dive to discover some of the most unique and bizarre fetishes. Most of these we've never even heard of or knew existed. So please enjoy us struggling through how to say some of these fetishes. Oh gosh. 
I must say too, before we begin, I'm probably likely to giggle and that as always with our podcast, there is absolutely no judgment or shame oh, none. or anything around any topic that we're discussing. And the best thing about relationships is that there is somebody out there for everyone. And just because I might be laughing at something because I myself don't, you know, don't understand that doesn't mean that there isn't somebody else that loves that. So just bear with us as we have our education. There is absolutely no judgment. And also I'm fully aware that the mind space that you're in when you're in a sexual mind frame is totally different to us sitting here and reading things out. Oh my gosh, yes. When they're clinical, they seem funnier. So just just bear with us while we're educated. There is absolutely no judgment. There's someone out there for everybody as long as it is legal and let your bloody freak flag fly. Let it fly. Well said. That's a great disclaimer. Absolutely. No shame, no judgment. This is just the world of fetish. Let's do it. All right. So first one is acrotomophilia. Acrotomophilia. The arousal to amputees. That's interesting. Okay. I actually kind of find that a nice one though because you do like, you know, that would be a horrific thing to happen if you had to get one of your limbs amputated but you're still a human and you still deserve love and deserve yeah. desire. I feel like I would still like honestly if I met somebody who I really connected with and they were an amputee or in a wheelchair like that would not be an issue for me I don't think. So there you go. Okay, next up we have agelmatophilia which is arousal to statues okay great um okay I mean I feel like in COVID times that might be me like I'm coming up 12 months and (laughs) I fucking looked at a light post the other day and felt horny I mean statue of David is a stunning stunning man so (laughs) celebrity crush Anastemophilia, arousal to a person of extreme stature either giant or dwarf okay yep That doesn't surprise me. No, that doesn't surprise me either. Yeah, none of these are shocking me yet. None of these are like, whoa. Okay, good. This one, (laughs) this one, (laughs) I don't know. I I somehow relate to this because this happens to me a lot. Well, not the arousal to it, but the thing. (laughs) Climacophilia, arousal to falling downstairs. Okay, that's intense. I mean, I'm very clumsy, but I do not, I do not get aroused by it. Oh, I just feel like that would just be so much effort. Yes! And it would be so dangerous. You'd just have broken limbs the whole time. Just like having to trip to make yourself get off. Whatever you're into, doll. Formicophilia, arousal to insects. No, I feel bad. I feel bad about that. That makes my skin crawl. Poor little insects. (laughs) Can't do that. No, no, moving on. Froterism. Arousal to touching a stranger surreptitiously in a crowded place. No, yeah, well, we know a fair few people with that. I've been groped so many times, like, out at bars and and things like that. I mean, that's just harassment. That is harassment. To be fair, Kate, when I talked about being at uni with you in Cuban Heel, I mean, I felt like there was a bit of frotterism going on under the table there, and that was consensual. (laughs) could it also be like is it not necessarily like a sexual touch is it like say you accidentally bumped into someone brushed their shoulder or something uh. and you know you got your horn dog on <laughs> your, your horn dog I'm gonna throw out a scenario here we're back after COVID times and you're in a crowded space maybe you're on a tram and like a hot man is standing near you and like it's all very crowded and then you find yourself just like your arms are touching because you've got nowhere else to go and then you're just a bit like, 
Wow. Like, is that it? Maybe. Because I could totally see that happening to me. I'd say that's probably at one very minimal end of the scale of it. I feel like after corona times, even a handshake will be erotic. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. That's true. That'll feel like living on the edge. I know. And we've got (laughs) catatronophilia. Arousal to sex in front of mirrors. Oh, yeah. And I won't reveal who, but I seem to recall Kate having an ex-lover who might have been into this. Oh, he was very much into this. I mean, I'm into this too. Oh. Who isn't into sex in front of mirrors? I love it. I mean, but he was very into himself in front of the mirror. Like only himself. (laughs) I was like, hello, I'm hello. I'm, I'm just... I'm down here. (laughs) Okay. Carrying on with our list, we have Nis... This is where it's going to really kick me in the bum that I didn't read these before. Okay. (laughs) Oh, classic. Nismolagnia. Arousal to being tickled or I hate being tickled. I would struggle. That's a strong no. That would not work for me. I'm sorry. that I couldn't be compatible with someone with the tickle fetish. Yeah. Lithophilia. Arousal. (laughs) Arousal to stone and gravel. Oh, dear. Just looking at it or would you be holding a stone for them or something? Yeah, sometimes fetishism, you hold the object. So maybe like lying in a pile of gravel. I mean, guys, I've once had sex on on the dirt and that hurt. So that's not me. But maybe that's part of it. Yeah. The pain of it, maybe. I don't know. Gravel rash. (laughs) Do you imagine the dirty talk? Just like, oh, hold me down and give me gravel rash. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) This one I've definitely heard of, masochism, which oh, is yeah. arousal to experiencing physical and psychological mm. pain. Well, that could go hand in hand with the gravel person. <laughs> yeah, gravel person. They could be a compatible pair. Uh, but I could, I could go, I could pay that a little bit. Like I, I think a lot of people have a little bit of a bit of that. Like there's a difference between full BDSM. That's like a whole other thing. But you know, who doesn't like a uh, a cheeky choke every now and again? I'd say quite a few people. <laughs> Not a headlock though. Um, nasolingus, arousal to sucking on a person's nose. Absolutely not. I've never heard of that. That is super unique. Nebulophilia, which is arousal to fog. Okay, different. It's different, it's unusual. You just put like a smoke machine in your room. <laughs> ah, I love it. You just go for, you know, a hot air balloon ride in the morning in winter in Melbourne and then you could have the public place one tied in there as exactly. well. Exactly. There you go. I mean, if the, if the balloon goes down, you've got the gravel one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one. Uh, this one's fucking triggering for me. Podophilia, arousal to feet. This one's you, Han. Yes, for those that had listened to an ep a few uh, weeks ago about how I found myself. Again, I didn't find myself as in I wasn't on there myself, but I am featured on a foot fetish website. Yes. But I must say that I was, um, I can't remember what podcast it was that I was listening to, but it was a lady who was talking about how she makes her whole living off running an Instagram, which is just her feet. And she gets DMs from people and they pay her and they tell her what they want the photo of the feet to be. Like, I want your feet to be like in raspberries. I want them to be in the shower. I want you to have like this toenail polish. Oh my God. And what a lucrative business. I think the the foot one is actually quite common, to be fair. That's a pandemic proof business. Yeah. I could start doing that. Guys. Yeah. This is what we need to be doing. Han, you need to start that absolutely right away. Great pivot. Pivot. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. 
This is oh, I'm gonna do the thing while I try to say the word. Um, sell fucking hell. Sell it. Someone's gonna be aroused by me right now. Celismophilia. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Which is arousal to stuttering, which I Cute. just didn't attempt to do, but just bloody well did. I think that's nice. Um, I like that. That's cute. I think stuttering can be endearing at times, you know. I do too. Yeah. I'm passing the torch to you, Katie. Here we go. Okay. Pray for me. Psychrophilia. Arousal to being cold and watching others who are cold. That's absolutely not. <laughs> I freaking hate being what? cold. That's cruel. No, yeah, no, can't doing that. Oh, the next one gives me the heebie-jeebies. Tetranophilia, arousal to being tickled by feathers. It's, I feel the same about being tickled with this and it just is like, don't touch me. I feel like I could do the feathers more than I could just do normal tickling. Yeah, normal tickling is intense. Pubephilia, arousal to the pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get that. That's all right. I mean, I mean, like I could get it if it's on someone's body. I don't want to be like throwing it in the air and like putting it in my, you know, like showering in it. <laughs> like if I find a pube in my food, I'm not going to get my rocks off. You know, I can see the, the arousal to pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> you like a pubic hair. You like a, th- you like a thing, a thick bush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a hairy man when it's in the right places. Okay, guys, this next one is intense. Stygiophilia, arousal to the thought of hellfire and damnation. Whoa. That's dark. That's really dark. Wow. Yeah, and I can't say I think that existentially whilst doing the deed, so no, no. Okay, uh, urophilia, arousal to urine or urinating on others. Nope, absolutely not. I know some people do it, but I can't. I've heard of this one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a common one. And like you do you, but no. I don't even want to go into go to the bathroom in front of somebody. Fair enough. Some things are sacred. Okay, this next one, xylophilia, arousal to wood. What kind of wood are we talking about, girls? <laughs> no, we're talking about the, the the tree kind. Rich mahogany. Sure. I mean, I I do really like um, a well-made piece of furniture, but (laughs) I can't say I like incorporating it into my bedroom, but sure. Horny for the wood. And the smell, the smell of wood is nice. A woody fragrance. Lovely. Stunning. Oh my God. Actually, that is a turn on on a man, like a woody fragrance on a man. Mm, absolutely. Or like a, a working man. Okay, Kate. Well, Kate, you're, you're into xylophilia. (laughs) You're a xylophilic. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. I do love a tradie. You know what I mean? That's that smell of freshly cut wood. Oh, gets me every time. <laughs> There's also one that I'm not sure has a specific name. I couldn't find the name for it, but apparently it's a thing, especially on Reddit, according to Connor. But <laughs> there's a cake sitting or a cake farting, like farting into a cake or sitting on a cake fetish. That's just no way to treat a cake. I mean, that's what I thought. I thought, what a terrible waste of a cake. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever you're into. This <laughs> this was the one that um, Lowell mentioned to me yesterday when we were discussing our research for today yeah. and I was losing my mind over it. I'm sorry, but I find that hysterical. And Connor was like, no, no, yeah, it's a real thing. Like it's a thing on Reddit. And then he sent me a video of it. Oh, my God. Of someone on Pornhub. And it was like the most confronting 15 seconds of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. I know that, yeah, far. 
farting is is a fetish in itself, but like farting on a cake, like I just don't understand. Like there's someone out there for everyone though. Somebody write in if you love to fart on cakes. We'd love to interview you. Honestly, I'm fascinated. Yeah, it's not just like farting on food, it's farting on cake. Yeah. It's fifty shades of cake. <laughs> fifty shades of cake. I love it. <laughs> Hashtag get Kate a cake. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Kate. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. What was really interesting to come across in our research travels was that there is a difference between fetish and kink. So a kink, I didn't know this, a kink is something that arouses us that's not necessarily considered to be part of the sexual norm. A fetish is a sexual act or an object that is nearly always necessary for the person to become aroused and enjoy sex. Right. I see. Yeah, that's really interesting. If you need to sit on a cake every single time... you want to get off that's a lot of cakes Fuck, that's a lot of effort isn't it yeah so some common kinks encompass things like bdsm which we mentioned before bondage pegging toy play threesomes and of course butt stuff again completely normal and healthy as long as no one is getting hurt and everyone gives consent anything to do with sex or desire can feel like a vulnerable topic so be sure to openly listen to the wants and fantasies of your partner even if it's not something you are into it can mean a lot to your partner to try something new even just once and it can give you a lot of satisfaction to bring that fantasy to life for someone you care about absolutely why not give it a go why not that was quite the education so we've we've done sexting we've done fetish we need your topics please write in to us Mm. we put a little call out usually on like a monday or a tuesday so please write in let us know what you want us to talk about we're not experts but we'll have a good go and we'll do some research for you we'll have a crack As always, we have done a thorough scan of the dark web to dig up the best COVID dating news to keep you up to date. The LA Times asked readers to write in with their thoughts on how being forced to online date in the time of corona has changed dating for better or worse. Here's a couple of responses. It's been a year since I accepted myself as a lesbian and in February I downloaded Bumble and matched with multiple girls. One stood out among the rest and we eventually traded phone numbers in early March. We planned to have a date mid-March, but the pandemic cancelled that. Still, I can't imagine how my life would be if I had gone on that date with her because I feel like we're connecting on a more spiritual and emotional level when we're apart in this way. We text until 1am or later every night and each Saturday we have a Skype call that can run four hours or more. This next Saturday, I plan to ask her to be my girlfriend, Love Actually style, via some note cards and plenty of blushing between us. I don't think I ever would have had time for that if I wasn't on lockdown. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't that beautiful? Love a pandemic perk story. I've got one more for you. Another reader says, with one night stands out of the question, dating and quarantine has challenged me to gasp, actually get to know each person and only pursue those with whom it seems like I might have real chemistry. Whereas previously, I would sometimes pursue women strictly for sex. This was a shift I was due to make anyway, so I welcome it. And with no platonic distractions, it's much easier to focus on real connection, which is what we all want anyway. But dating virtually is laden with problems. For one, each person has hundreds of thousands of other options available to them at any given point, so it doesn't feel like anyone is taking it very seriously. I don't have to wear pants on virtual dates. Sometimes I don't even shower. Shh. (laughs) (laughs) 
What do we think about what will happen now that restrictions are beginning to ease in some countries? Like will people still be doing this virtual dating thing or do you think less so? No, I mean I've already had like five people who, you know, the chat was kind of thin and they weren't really like pursuing a virtual date. All of a sudden they're like, want to go for a walk? And we all know what walk means for those people. (laughs) I think people are going to like jump on it now. I think what it has given me personally is that personal confidence of having, you know, a fair few virtual dates now and also just doing this podcast as well. The pressure is off to be perfect. Everything's out there on the table. It's like just go for it and what will be will be and there are still going to be people who are going to be players. There's still going to be people who take the piss but I think if you're confident in yourself and what you're bringing to the table and what you want then you can kind of like you weed out the ones you don't want you know what now it's like nah fuck no well said welcome to my ted talk and this is from japantimes.co it's only 5 p.m on a saturday in los angeles but the zone a 16 room virtual club on the video conferencing app zoom is already in full swing You're late, admonishes a bouncer peering through a pixelated window at a gaggle of new guests tuning in from their homes, making sure they are properly outfitted, both with drinks and in looks. She clicks them into different dance floor chat rooms where revellers in colourful costumes shimmy to a live stream DJ set while two fluffy puppets manoeuvred by an invisible hand waltz in each other's arms. At the end of the night, the party host invites everyone to the hot tub room, swimming attire required. Shirts are peeled off and snorkels pulled on as guests boldly play along welcome to the new era of clubbing under quarantine somewhere on the internet a virtual party is always going down at a zoom party called club quarantine guests purchase tickets for ten dollars or can pay eighty dollars for a private room to party alongside instagram famous djs and burlesque dancers on a recent weekend the party is full of european models and bearded men in fedoras (laughs) dancing along to the macarena (laughs) Oh my God, classic. Working with a network of 20 promoters, Christian says his first virtual party drew around 300 guests, covering half his costs, which included hiring talent, a videographer and staffers to check tickets and run security. In the party's second edition, he broke even. My God. A whole new world. It's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. A friend of ours in Australia has bought some disco lights from JB and has been going to Zoom nightclub parties. And he says, oh my God, they are so fun. I got so drunk last week I threw up all night, which sounds familiar, Kate. <laughs> he says, so you go to a separate website that streams the live DJ set, then you get on Zoom for the party and you mute your mic. People go all out and often have party lights on at home. Then you dance and people can chat to the group or privately message you so you can flirt through the chat. Also, the people running it feature different people's cameras throughout the night, so it's like spotlight on me. When you're pissed, it's like a real club but better. The drinks are dirt cheap and you don't have to throw up in the Uber. Your own toilet's right there. No sleazy bum grabs and no risk of corona. That's brilliant. So now we have Animal Crossing dates and now we have virtual (laughs) Zoom nightclubs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I must say, like, I love going out to a bar and I love going to a place where I can go dancing, but I bloody hate clubs. I hate them. So for me, I'm like, this could be a great way. I hate the sticky floor. I hate people bumping into me and knocking drinks out of my hand. I could absolutely go to a Zoom nightclub. Why not? Will you do it, Katie? Maybe you can go and report back to us about what it's like. I could put on a frock and an, a face and go to a Zoom nightclub. I'll do it. Maybe um, you could take under the southern skies together, together in this land. 
Maybe you guys could go on your next little meetup. You could go to a Zoom nightclub. That's exactly right. We could Zoom nightclub. I'll ask him and I'll report back. And if not, I'll just go by myself. That's the other thing. I would never go to a nightclub by myself. But this is kind of like allows people to just like try new things on their own without being like, oh, does anybody want to come with me? Or, you know, yeah. I dig it. If anyone else out there has been to a virtual nightclub, please get in touch. Let us know your experience because it sounds like a bloody good time. And that's just about it from us this week, COVID comrades. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Cock Blocked by Corona, the podcast. As restrictions continue to ease, next week on the podcast, we are creating a Corona couple special, discussing and celebrating the partnerships that made it through isolation alive. We would absolutely love to hear your best, worst and most hilarious stories featuring your lockdown mate to be shared anonymously on next week's pod. Please get in touch with us via email. We are at cblockedpodcast at gmail.com and keep an eye on Instagram for some of our burning questions for couples out there. Our handle is at cblockedpodcast. As always, we love reading your feedback, pandemic pivot dating stories and past dating disaster stories, so please reach out. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. You have been listening to Hannah Fredrickson, Lauren McKenna and our dating daredevil, Kate Foster. Our producer is Carl McKinnon at Tech Tech Boom and this week is brought to you by new skincare products and being fingered by the wrong twin. (laughs) (laughs) Stay home, stay safe, fart on a cake. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.